Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama, is back, along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers. Will Teddy survive? Will Joe and Link finally find happiness together? Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona. You can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day. Watch new episodes of Grey's Anatomy Thursdays at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. An unlikely friendship begins in the Paramount Plus original movie, Little Wing, starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Reeling from her parents' divorce, Caitlin steals a valuable bird to save her home, but instead forms a bond with the owner, leading to a new outlook on life. Little Wing. Now streaming exclusively on Paramount Plus. Head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Rated PG 13. This holiday season, Lexus wants you to remember. It's not just the thought that counts, it's your thought. Because no matter how much time you spend picking out the perfect gift, the only thing they'll really care about is that it's from you. Here's to experiences they'll continue to cherish. Season after season. Make this December one to remember. Together. Click the banner to discover more. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Ready. Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. Now look, I love my listenership so much, so much that I'm here to tell you all right now before you even start this episode, before you even make it through the intro, and y'all know that intro music is jamming. I know it. Baby, I know it. I jams to it every goddamn day. Listen, before you even make it through that, let me go ahead and tell you, if you are a diehard Dorit Kimsley fan, if you consider yourself a stand for PK's wife, this is not the episode for you. As a matter of fact, you might want to unsubscribe because after this episode, you're going to be feeling the kind of ways about me, okay? Chelsea, oh no, bravo. If you listen to this, I'm sorry. I know that's your girl, but I, I got to get up in there, okay? I, I got to I got to, I got to call her to the carpet and I got to say a couple of things to Miss Dorit, okay? Dorit. Come here, baby. Come, come, come to center stage. I just want to talk. Look, come outside. Ain't nobody gonna do nothing to you. Come outside. Ain't nobody gonna do nothing. This is your weekly unscripted episode of Reality in Comics 2. Let's do it. That's right. You're listening to Reality in Comics 2, 
the podcast that discusses all things scripted and unscripted TV and film. I'm Kendrick, but most of you know me as your mama's favorite black geek. You want some hot takes about the Real Housewives or Love Island, or maybe you just want some extra insight on the Scarlet Witch or the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Well, you're in the right place. Grab a cocktail, sit back, and prepare to cuss and fuss right along with me. Hi guys. Oh boy. Let me tell you something. I, I normally don't, well, actually I was about to say I normally don't vent, but I, I vent before every, I start every damn episode. So today is nothing new. Listen, the weekends are too damn, too damn quick. Like why is it almost time for work again already? Like what is happening? I don't get it. This is a little too much for me. I just feel like I just clocked out of work. Y'all know work is working the hell out of me nowadays. My manager is, you know, he's he's off handling some personal stuff. And so a lot of stuff is falling on the rest of us. That coupled with my normal job, coupled with trying to run the Instagram, do the podcast. You know, we have I have two podcasts now. It, it's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. And these weekends just fly by. But guess what? It's my birthday week. Ow. It's my birthday week. What? It's my birthday What? I, of course, as you know, I'm September 5th, Virgo, the day before me, Beyonce, Giselle, knows Carter, you might have heard of her, um, you know, we're just, we, we birthday twins, you know, we celebrate together most years, it's, it's a beautiful thing, you know, we've been friends for a very long time, so I'm, you know, this year I'll be 32, nothing special. But I'm looking, you know, I'm looking forward to it. Is it bad to like, I I always forget about my birthday, first of all. But is it bad to like, I'm not even really just looking forward to my birthday. I'm more so looking forward to Shang-Chi. I don't know. They're like, that's what I'm looking forward to this week. Of course, I'm going to go to a, you know, I'm letting my cousins pick a, a nice restaurant. I want to go somewhere. The problem is everywhere that we've tried to get reservations, because, you know, you got to try, you got to call ahead when you got a family as big as mine. So it'll probably be about nine people that I think will end up going, just family. And it's kind of hard getting a reservation places right now. Everybody is back to the whole, like, you know, oh, well, you know, more than six, then we'll have to get you into a room and all this kind of stuff. Listen, not on my birthday. I don't Normally we travel for my birthday. So that's my thing. If you remember last year around this time, oh, my God, I've had this podcast for over a year. My birthday, we usually, I'm the one we travel for. So it's always like a quick trip, just like a Friday to a, maybe Sunday, maybe Monday, whatever. We go to somewhere quick, nowhere more than like four or five hours away from Memphis. And just, we have a little weekend just so we can get everybody together. We eat a lot of good food, do some activities. You know, we do the teens. We do the teens. When we go to Birmingham, I eat me a lot of Papa dough. Don't play with me. Play with your mammy. I've told y'all before. And I'm just, I don't know. We have to kind of figure out what we're going to do this year. It'll be somewhere in Memphis, though. I'm not traveling. Hopefully, though, I will say this. I'm going to tease a little bit. Hopefully, next time I put out a unscripted episode, which will be a week from now, hopefully I'll be able to tell you about my experience hanging out with one of your favorites. I'm not telling you who. 
But hopefully we'll get to see each other. It's going to be a tight, you know, turnaround and stuff. But we're going to try to make it happen because I love bleep. I can't tell you the name, but I love bleep. So we just go, we're going to leave it at that, okay? Y'all, I've done enough ranting and rambling for right now, even though I'll get into the weekly reality ramblings a little bit later on. Y'all know we have a little formula to this podcast. Right now, I'm going to just, I'm going to go ahead and get into it. I'm going to go ahead and get into the latest episode of Beverly Hills because I have a lot to say. Now, I'm going to do this one more time. Let me go ahead and preface this by saying, if you are a Dorit's fan, this might not be the episode for you, okay? Because I'm about to get in Dorit's ass. I'm about to be on Dorit's ass like back pockets, baby, okay? I'm about to be on Dorit's ass like that little Louisiana symbol that used to be on the back of House of Darion jeans, okay? I'm about to apply pressure like a a, a bandage on an open wound, okay? Woo-wee! I'm telling you. And Dorit, I'll tell you what. If you feel like I'm a bully after you listen to this, feel free to DM me on Instagram so I can block you and PK asses immediately. And while I'm prefacing this, let me say, you know what? Yes, I love Love Island UK. And yes, I'm currently watching season four with Eyal on it, a.k.a. that boy that's dating that girl. But you've lost your ever-loving mind if you think I'm about to spend a moment on that long-ass opening scene with Lisa Renner letting them girls try on them old-ass, tattered-ass, city trends ass pretending to be Gucci and Prada but it's really Kato's and Cole's ass doo-doo stained ass clothes okay if they were that damn special you'd keep them in a real storage unit with security or something and not that moth filled ass garage of yours the only thing we gather from this scene is that Crystal is throwing Lisa Renner a damn party uh, for them Walgreens lip kits she's slinging okay the only other thing that we learn is that Love Island is a game. <laughs> love Island is a game, and love isn't real, okay? Because if love was real, y'all wouldn't need to be in America all in Beverly Hills with not Gigi Hadid. Catch. The first of the annoyance of Dorit in this episode, because Dorit has been on my nerves for the past few weeks now, comes when she visits Crystal and they discuss her frustration with Garcelle. Now, you know Garcelle. She's our queen to be. You better get into these vocals. I know that's right. (laughs) Y'all better get into it. She starts off by hiding behind the fact that she didn't want to pounce on Erica, even though she was echoing everything that came out of Sutton's mouth during that pre-Christmas dinner meetup. No, what you wanted to do, what you wanted to do was get the pressure off of everyone in the, the Frankenstein Force 5 and throw it onto Sutton. But whatever, girl. She starts saying that Garcelle too often is jabbing at her and it's quote unquote starting to piss her off. Girl, them weak ass, th- you know what? Let get oof. Doree, let me not. Let me not. She wants her to quote unquote have guts. See, 
this floored anybody with eyes and ears because Dorit, you haven't had a storyline, an issue, you haven't had any memorable happenstance this damn season until now. Child, them producers must have snuck in Dorit's ear and said, listen, they're about to bump you down to a friend of, make some shake. Make some shake. I'm just Dorit. Make some shake, like some ass cheeks at a strip club. You better make some shake, or you getting bumped down. And all Dorit could come up with was, um, dark skinned people work in my house. My kids love their brown and black nannies. Uh, my mom's black best friend uh, taught me uh, how to whip and how to nay nay. Now watch me whip whip and then watch me nay nay and all of a sudden she ultimately just settled on you know what Garcelle is bullying me that's that's what we're gonna go with girl is it bullying if she's holding you accountable for all the lying that you do oh it is okay girl child we get a scene of Erica Jane vacuuming and dusting and cl- I don't know why this scene tickled me to the depths of my soul Baby, Erica had that little bitty piece of dirt devil or or bissel, whatever the hell she was vacuuming with, and she was getting that house together, okay? She was like a black person on a Saturday morning. You know, we cut on a little bit of lettuce in. You know, we cut on a little Jill Scott, a little Erica Badu. You know, we burn a little, a little fabuloso on the stove. We clean that house like it's our last day on earth. Erica took this shit too far, though. She said... Let's be honest, if I was having some good sex, this, meaning living alone and doing all this damn cleaning, wouldn't be so bad. Listen, you might be able to convince me of a lot of things, but what you're not going to convince me of is that Tom Girardi has been cracking Erica's back all of these years. Girl, you should be more than okay going with good sex no longer. You should you should be okay with it. I'm just saying. Tom strikes me as a two-pump chump anyway. A two-pump chump that makes you lay on the wet side of the bed after y'all finish. I'm just, I'm, I'm just saying. Renna and Kyle come over because it's Kyle's birthday. And, <laughs> and they give her presents. Renna gave that lady a pimp coat. And I don't, I, honestly, I don't, think, I don't think Erica gave her anything. She better not give her a damn thing. If I was one of them people waiting on my money from Tom Girardi, I'd be counting up every expense and every dime that y'all show on this damn TV show. Hell, I'd be on Amazon pricing that damn dirt devil she was using <laughs> to vacuum earlier. Renna said the other ladies are nervous. And Kyle said they didn't say what they were going to say. Uh, in front of Erica at Dorit's house. So Erica says, you know what? I need some clarification. I need to be filled in, basically. This is when Erica finds out that Sudden doesn't want to ruin her reputation by being, you know, mixed up with these lawsuits, the public drama, the Tom Girardi of it all. Kyle asked that lady if she wanted to leave Tom for a long time and Erica seems caught off guard at first but then that's when she you know she goes into this whole story of leaving Yolanda's apartment one day or house whatever and going home and checking Tom's phone and seeing all of the cheating evidence because apparently Yolanda while they were together says something like boys will always defend boys child 
I know you're laundry at home. Like, now why am I in it? Now see how I get thrown and stuff? I ain't even did nothing. I know that's right, Yolanda. My name Bennett. I told y'all I ain't in it. I appreciate Kyle during this scene because she's really asking all the questions that we are asking at home. Erica says, you know, I was going to leave. And Kyle was like, well, you didn't have a prenup, so why couldn't you leave? Erica said, well, you know, he would have found a way out of it, child. Listen, this is a boring-ass birthday party. I know that much. This is a stressful-ass birthday party. I, my birthday is this week. If any of y'all try to throw me a boring-ass, stressful-ass party like this, I ain't coming. I'm trying to get drunk. I'm trying to drink some sutty buddy buttholes, and I'm trying to have a good time. Side note, they do a montage of everyone getting ready for the party that, uh, that Crystal is throwing for Renna, child, for that damn makeup line she's launching during the middle of a pandemic when everybody's wearing masks. Okay. Anyway, Kyle was talking to Sutton on the phone, and they showed her phone, and she had her name spelled wrong. See, I feel like this is officially, like, a housewife's trope. Like, is this becoming a housewife's staple? Not knowing your cast members' names? <laughs> Remember Luann had Bethany's name and her phone spelled wrong? There are, like, there are so many instances I can think of, but I feel like I feel like one of the Atlanta ladies had Portia's name spelled like the car. I don't know. There are a ton of examples, but, like, this is child. She had that lady name spelled Strakes. S-T-R-A-K-K-E. Now, that don't even sound damn right, but okay, Kyle. The ladies all arrive, and they're ordering their drinks, and we learn about the sutty butty butthole. See, everybody found this so weird and so, like, you know, gut damaging. I don't know. But me and my family do this all the time. Like, does no one else do this? Well, me and my one cousin in particular, we kind of child anyway <laughs> look we love a nice bel air rose you put a splash of kettle one even though it's more of like a you know a shot for us but uh, bada boom bada bam ba bam i'm telling you it does what it needs to do now child if we're trying to get drunk drunk you know we might downgrade a little bit we might go from a, a bel air rose to a girl a stella rosa you better quit playing with stella stella and her mama okay stella get a stella can get a groove back when she want to okay don't play with your <laughs> play with your mammy i'm telling you don't play with me dorit after they sit down launches into her rehearsed speech but accidentally says the wrong name see that Mixing up minorities talking about, thank you, Garcelle, for this lovely dinner. You mean Crystal, sis? You mean Crystal? Is that who you're talking about? See, I guess that's what happens when you have so, so many dark-skinned people working in your home, girl. Dorit, you knew I was going to be in your ass on this episode. You knew I was going to let your ass have it. She said she's been thinking of Garcelle a lot, and there are some things that are bothering her. Garcelle's whole tone during the beginning of that argument killed me because you can tell she was like, okay, okay, sis, sis needs a moment. Let me oblige her for now. Let me oblige her for now, but keep it cute, okay? Keep it cute or it, it, it's going to be a problem. She talks about the last couple of months. Garcelle has been making jabs at her and she doesn't know why. She says, it's like a bully. Child, let me be honest. This felt like Fox Force 5, Frankenstein, Fabulosity, Fat Booted, I don't It felt like the, whoever the hell Teddy named these people. 
wanting to make Garcelle the villain this season, but Garcelle has come into every scene with the upper hand because she's the only one that wants to be truthful and ask the obvious questions. Garcelle said, what kind of jabs? Tell me, I may have forgotten. She starts presenting the weakest PowerPoint presentation I've ever fucking heard out in my life. And even Giselle, I mean, Garcelle, child, uh, listen, y'all know I'm going to talk about, talk about Potomac later on, so charge it to my heart and I'm ahead. Child, even Garcelle had to chuckle a couple of times at this shit. The first one was about Dorit talking too much. Um, Everybody that watches this show knows that though, right? Kyle and Erica and basically everyone else who's ever walked on this show has said the same thing before. Then she mentioned Dorit not defending Sutton and then holding her accountable, because let's not be confused, at Kyle's Christmas dinner. What a weak-ass list. Dorit, if you want to be subject of a damn Vulture article for the first time this season, just say that. Just say that. We'll help you out, sis. We don't mind. Just come to the Instagram accounts. We'll help you be the topic of the town. We don't care, baby. But you're doing a lot right now. See, she tries to call Garcelle a bully, and Garcelle refuses to let her put that on her. When she asks Garcelle what's the issue, Garcelle says Dorit hijacks every moment and doesn't give anyone else the opportunity to speak. After some banter where, uh, you know, Dorit tries to get slick. Uh-huh, good girl. You had the right one. She asks if Garcelle considers her a friend. And Garcelle, you know, has an honest moment. And she says, well, she doesn't know where she sits with this group most times. Dorit tries to, quote-unquote, school her on honesty, which is the silliest shit that I think I've ever seen on this damn show. Child, why don't you school the IRS about taxes? How about that? Maybe that, that that's silly since we're doing silly shit. Why don't you school somebody about paying taxes? Do that. Why don't you school your husband about that's something that you have to do if you want to live in America because you have to pay taxes and contribute like every other citizen that lives here. I'm just... <sighs> Let me not do that, y'all. $1.2 million in debt for taxes. Get the hell out of here. You know what? Oh, Dorit. Same story, different day. And she says, you know, I don't believe I'm the only person that says that. Garcelle, basically. And uh, she says, you know, I I know for a fact that basically I've heard this being said before. Child, they do a whole damn montage of folks telling Dorit to let them talk. And won't. And won't. Erica actually was kind of hilarious during this scene. She says she'd be thinking about her whole day when Dorit's talking like, damn, did, did I throw that chicken out? I was going to make a little chicken parmesan tonight. Did I throw them chicken breasts out? Damn, did I, did I set my DVR to record Young and the Restless? Girl, they said Drusilla might come back, and I don't want to miss that. Wait a minute, did I? You know, listen, you can do a lot of shit while Dorit talking because Dorit is long-winded. Now, keep in mind, Kathy Hilton also said this earlier in the season. You think she getting any grief? Absolutely not. Dorit then pulls it, pulls it. She tries to speak on behalf of the group and says, well, you've had beef with Kyle, then what you did to Erica and Palm Springs. So let me break each one of those down before I continue. Dorit, you've already shown your ignorance this season a lot, but this might take the cake. To reduce Garcelle 
telling Kyle that she felt her bringing up the charity incident at the reunion and having an open and honest conversation about stereotypes and how it related to black people and finances to that beef with Kyle is ignorant as fuck. This is a prime example of when white people like Dorit wanting to appropriate black culture, a.k.a. dress like a city girl, a.k.a. dressing like Carisha Brownlee and Jatavia Johnson, but wanting to ignore the black struggle as a whole. See, this is the easiest way to separate a real ally from a pretender like Dorit. And also, it's between Kyle and Garcelle and has zero to do with you. You want to mention the, the moment in Palm Springs, but then mention that Erica and Garcelle literally made up moments later. And once again, it has nothing to do with you. Nothing. You want to call Garcelle a bully, but not Erica when you in the same episode witness her cuss sudden the fuck out. And have witnessed her cuss Eileen the fuck out. And you've been cussed the fuck out by uh, Erica damn Girardi, Jane uh, uh, Menestroli. You know what, girl? Bye! Dorit wanted a moment so bad and tried to relate this whole Erica and Palm Spring things to her and center herself in it. In somebody else's beef, Garcelle said, fuck you with that. Fuck you, okay? After cussing Dorit down, Garcelle gets up to leave and Dorit says, do you want to leave or do you want to talk it out? That's the easy thing to do. What do you want to do? Garcelle said exactly what I said. I'm not having a conversation with you fighting someone else's battles. Either you want to uh, argue with what I did to you or you want to do everybody else's bidding. But if you want to do that, you're going to do it alone. Garcelle tells her to be fair. Garcelle sits back down and Crystal tries to defend Garcelle because, you know, she knows what it's like for people to keep bringing up the same thing over and over and over again, over and over, child. What did Crystal do that for? Somehow an argument broke out between Sutton and Erica. <laughs> I got whiplash during this damn scene. Whew. Now look, y'all know my squad or my dream team, as Yolanda says, is Garcelle, Sutton, and Crystal. But Sutton, Erica dragged you to hell during this episode. <laughs> Erica read you for filth. Erica cleared the fuck out of sudden. And I'm in quite frankly, I'm shook. <laughs> quite frankly. Erica went in and then digressed right back to Crystal. And girl Crystal didn't know what to do. She was like, uh yeah, that was a a, a private moment, I guess. Dorit once again hijacks the moment. And says, but you felt it was private. You could feel like it was private. See, Garcelle, you're a smart girl. Now, see, Dorit, your damn mouth a little too smart for me now. I, if I was Garcelle, I'm not. But if I was Garcelle, hoo-wee. Garcelle refuses to let Dorit put that on her. And I don't blame her. She said, keep it to me and you and that's it. Garcelle says she's not Garcelle. Dorit says she's willing to drop it because she doesn't want to be accused of belaboring a point. And Garcelle said, really? Because once again, they were talking about it again and again and again. Child, she said it very matter of fact, just like very plainly. And Dorit said, really? And rolls her neck and imitates Garcelle. See, let me tell you something. 
the microaggressions, they're real people. Tell me your only account of a black woman is Shanae Jenkins without telling me your only account of a black woman is Shanae Jenkins. Well, Dorit, you've gotten your moment for the season, but it looks like we're going right back to uh, Erica versus uh, what's the girl name Sudden next week. So, what you gonna do, sis? See, Garcelle will be fine because she's gonna hold people accountable. She's gonna be open and honest. You, on the other hand, like to fake. Like to pretend, like to, what's that word? Lie, lie, I believe that's the word. Um, You're going to look a little silly. So I'm, I'm wondering how this is going to play out. I'm very anxious to see it because Dorit, you are, how do you say, on the baddest of my bad side. It's going to take a lot for you to come back. It's going to take a lot of accountability at this damn reunion. I don't even know when the reunion is. Probably 28 days from now. I don't know why I just pulled that random ass number out of my ass. But hey, I, you know I be knowing some stuff sometime. Maybe there was some tea for y'all. You know blogs like to make up tea nowadays. So maybe y'all, I'm one of the pages that make up tea, okay? The last part of the episode is the conversation between Kyle and Kathy. Before I touch on it, let me just say, I love me some chicken salad, okay? There's a place here called Chicken Salad Chick. I frequent them. They have a barbecue chicken salad that I really enjoy. They have a habanero chicken salad that I really enjoy. They have a hot sauce, buffalo sauce chicken salad that I really enjoy. And they give you wheat crackers to go along with it. With that being said, I told y'all before that my best friend, best friend is a straight white man with a wife and kids that watches housewives with his wife every single week. I was watching this episode and he texts me just so randomly, not even high or nothing. Cause you know, we talked throughout the entire day. So he texts me and he goes, if I go over fucking Kathy Hilton's house and all she serves me is chicken salad, I'm stealing from her ass. <laughs> I know the fuck that's right, Kathy. You got big nerve. I didn't think of it like that, but now that he said it, I get it. Okay. Turns out that uh that lip reader that was there started all this shit. Apparently there was a deleted scene where Lisa Renner's beauty parted, whatever. There was a lip reader and she told Kyle that her mama said my name Bennett and I ain't in it. Keep my motherfucking name out your mouth, okay? Well, she didn't say all that, but y'all know I read between the lines. That's basically what that lady said. They basically used this to talk about American Woman, which is that TV show that Kyle made based on, you know, her mother and her childhood. And it was starring Alicia Silverstone. Child, Kathy and Kim have always felt the way about this show. And other people have tried to contribute to, you know, like their beef, whether it's from the inside, from the outside. They've always tried to like contribute to the Richards Hilton sisters not getting along. Ultimately, they put it all on the table and they resolve it like they talk about it all. I mean, honestly, it's been the elephant in the room for me, at least I was going to say with the audience, but for me, at least the whole time, because I didn't know how they resolved all of this. It was just like, Oh, randomly Kathy Hilton's on the show. It's like, Oh, y'all friends. That's nice. Okay. The fact that they both cried when they talked about the years when they weren't speaking, it lets us know that like all this was genuine. I will say though, Kathy has made me like Kyle a whole lot more this season. I've never just hated Kyle, but you know, OG, 
not OG. Oh, uh, Beverly Hills child. I'm thinking the OC. Beverly Hills has just never. I don't know. They've never had a leader to me. So Kyle, I could t- I could take most of them either way. But now that you know my crew is there, I'm loving them. But now Kyle, you you might be on my okay side of the table. You might you might could sit next to me if we go to a steakhouse or go out to lunch or something. You know you could sit next to me for a little while. I mean you gonna have to pick up the check, but you could sit next to me, child. You know what? Whew, I've given Dorit too much of my time let's go ahead and get into the weekly reality ramblings honestly i'm gonna be honest with y'all i don't know how much reality tv i watched this week i've mostly been really diving into the scripted stuff this week it's been really heavy on me it's been you know it's been doing what it needed to do for me that is not to say that i am without reality tv though because you know my work days are usually spent with love island nowadays i am up to date on the current season of love island which i think is see i'm sorry when i say love island you should know i'm talking about love island uk you know america ain't did shit for me cachet and cinco y'all take y'all asses on i'm talking about uk now look I'm pretty sure I'm current. Uh, well, when I say current, I mean Hulu current. <laughs> so whatever's on Hulu, that's what I've caught up to. I think I'm current on that. So instead of just waiting for the new episodes and watching it, you know, with the rest of the peoples, I decided to, you know what I said, let me go and see what they're doing on season four. So I started season four. A couple of people, I remember who, but a couple of people were kind of instrumental in pushing me towards season four instead of like maybe going back to season six because you know I started with five now I've watched most of seven now I'm back at four so I was thinking I was gonna go to six but then you know other people are like you know what just start from the beginning because they all good I'm like oh well maybe I do that thing I don't know but I'm gonna figure it out I'm still watching four you know new episodes of seven are still being put on Hulu periodically so I'll I'll be you know I watch him, child. I'm watching it all. But I say all that to say, season four is when we meet Eyal. Now, I don't know how Eyal's journey ends on season four, but all I know is whoever he was with, it didn't work out because his ass is on the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills now. He's made two appearances. And guess what? I don't like that. Now, he don't really bother me as much on the show. He comes across as kind of... Uh, I don't know how to say. He comes across as fake woke. Not woke in the sense of like racial equality and all that. In the sense of like super enlightened about the world and spiritual. And I don't know. It just, it seems like a lot. The girl he's paired with, Haley. Boy, oh boy. Haley. Haley. College is supposed to be free over there, I think. If I feel like if education is offered to you for free... You should be taking opportunities to get educated. That girl, they they have to explain every damn thing to her. And at some point, I just have to put my damn head down during the work day because I feel like I'm having to work too hard. If I was just born pretty like uh, Lil' Haley or Lil' Eyal, I wouldn't have to do much with my brain. But instead, I took my ass and got in all this damn college debt and went and took my ass and got a damn master's degree that I ain't using. See, 
you know what? I need my black ass beat. You know what? Let me stop. Anyway, I'm enjoying Love Island. I'll start back with the stories on Instagram this week, of course. Y'all know I like to keep you updated on my journey. So I'll be watching that. Other than that, let me see. Roni, oh boy. Roni came on this week, but I wasn't at home to watch it. I was doing something else, and then I had to run home to get to the, uh, you know, <laughs> you know, I have a club on on clubhouse melanated bravo you know tuesdays that's the nasty room that's the nasty room <laughs> that's the nasty one so you know i had to get back home for that but i completely missed roni i did not watch the real housewives of new york and for I, somehow i just i completely forgot about it i did i completely Forgot about it. All I know is they about to finale that shit real quick. I guess they tired of us uh, dragging Ramona and they tired of the, the Klansmen dragging uh, Ebony and they tired of the child Wells Fargo dragging Sonya. <laughs> they, they tired of a lot, I guess. I don't really know, but they getting ready to finale. I didn't watch them this week. I'm going to watch them before the finale. I can promise that. But y'all know my buddy Samaj over at the Me I Am Canceled podcast. He, if nothing else, is a soldier of the Lord. He is always doing the Lord's work. Now, see, he had some things to say about this Real Housewives of New York episode, and I'm going to hand the reins over to him because I did not watch. So not just you, but he's going to educate me as well. Hey, Kendrick, it's Samaj from the Me I Am Canceled podcast, and I'm here to talk about Roni. Well, this is it. Next week is the season finale. And if there's one thing we've learned about this season, it is two things. One, Ramona is going to... Ramona? Ramona is going to racist. Take your pick, Ramona or racist. Interchangeable at this point. And Ramona is going to make sure it's about her. And at this point, because it's been nothing but consistent, I'm going to let her rock. I'm going to let it go. And, you know, one thing about Roni... It's consistent. It's always going to go back to someone drinking too much. Someone saying the wrong thing at the wrong time. And someone sleeping with Harry Dubin. And we got just that this episode. Also, this is maybe one of the few times, if not the first time, that Leah did not get on my nerves. And her solo scene was something that I was intrigued by. Yeah, it was cute or whatever. And, you know, it was interesting to watch that conversation between her and her parents bunny let her have it which i fully appreciate it and you know her brother was sitting there like i'm sure you know like they were his kids just you know trying to you know figure out what to do with his hands he was playing with the freaking bread oh my god and it's in the dad brian it's like oh these two again but also siding with bunny so i feel like i got a little peek into leah's you know childhood and how she was growing up before you know they kicked her out and shipped her off to boarding school um and it was nice to see Luann in a, in a boa. Always nice to see that. And Ebony finishing, keyword, here we go, finishing her, um, you know, missing parent storyline. Someone can take some notes on that. Otherwise, like I've said, I've enjoyed the season. I'm still enjoying it. And I'm ready for the finale in our virtual reunion, question mark. And excited for the return of Bershawn next week. Excited to see excited to see what she's gonna cook up for us and bring to us. Am I thrilled that we're back at Ramona's house where we started? No, but I get it. It's COVID. I mean the fact that they had that little Chiron, you know, basically telling us that they took a month off filming going one week, two weeks, three weeks later, because Sonya had COVID, that was 
crazy. Like that was like a mind fuck. I'm like, what? I'm like four weeks, a month. You took a month and you told us in two seconds that you took a month off. Crazy. But then also crazy to hear that Sonya had like a hundred two fever and she was really, really going through it. But then also nice to say that Ramona was, you know, there with the ambulance ready to, you know, check her in. So, you know, eventually these girls get it together. They come together for something. And I'm excited to see what they got for the finale next week. Okay, bye. Thanks, Kendrick. Thank you for doing what needed to be done, Samaj, because I didn't watch the episode. You are a foot soldier of the Lord, and he will repay you one day when it is our glorious time. To, ooh, you know what? This is starting to sound like uh, <laughs> Heaven's Gates on here. Let me stop that. Listen, other than those two, the other thing I really have gotten into this week, listen, I know it's outside of my age bracket. Y'all can go to hell. I watched Title Town on Netflix. Now... During the pandemic, me and my other best friend that lives in New York, he randomly texted me. He was like, I'm watching Friday Night Lights for the first time. I was like, oh, the movie? He said, no, the TV show. I'd never seen it. You know, that was with Kyle Chandler and uh, Michael B. Jordan at some point and Minka Kelly, a bad acting ass. Uh, they were Not me always taking the opportunity to slander Minka Kelly. I'm sorry, Minka. I love you on Titans. Mm, kind of. Um... So I've really been kind of, you know, enjoying that little show. It's basically Friday Night Lights, but uh, reality TV-ish, kind of. It, it it feels like Laguna Beach, but for some reason, Laguna Beach, maybe it was because I was in high school at the time, Laguna Beach felt a little more, how do you say, a little older. I don't know. It just felt a little, the drama was a little more polished. I don't know. This drama is real, like, Oh my God, he texts somebody. I can't believe it. You need to tell him to stop. And I don't know the way that they're all arguing about these child. You know what? Let me not read these people. Children <laughs> about that. Okay. Just why check it out. Call title town. If you like football and you're into like college NFL, high school football, cause you know, it all basically leads into the same damn thing. Then it's, I mean, it's a good little watch so far. The big story of it though is child. Dayton brought Coach Probst back from the damn dead. Now, I thought that man had died a long time ago. I'm sorry. I know that's a terrible thing to say, but y'all, when I don't hear from nobody, I just assume that, you know, Rush Probst, I had no idea this man was still kicking it, but here he is, alive and well, still coaching football after 70 years. <laughs> Let me stop. You know what? Netflix go get my ass. I be getting their ass together every week. Netflix, I love y'all, though. You know what? Those are really all the reality ramblings I have. I, you know, I'd, I'd love to, you know, talk about Love Island to anybody that'll listen. So I'll be doing that this week. But other than that, I didn't get too heavy into reality this week. I've been mostly scripted. I will say, though, Issa Rae has a new reality show on HBO Max. I haven't gotten to watch it yet. I'm, of course, going to watch it. I've been hearing great things. So check it out we'll check that out this week also get ready for salt lake city salt lake city is coming back soon they plan a commercial in my background so they just randomly reminded me of it but they come back september 12th and i'm ready for it that's not this upcoming weekend but it's the following sunday so one week before that is september 5th and what did we learn that day is my birthday don't worry people i will be sure to put the cash app 
in my stories, okay? <laughs> Don't worry about it. You know what? Let's move on to them rabbit-ass Potomac housewives. Listen, before I even get into Potomac, let me just remind y'all, because I know y'all are probably waiting on a bald head whole word of the week. It's Dorit, duh. <laughs> you all should know that by now. I'm sure I didn't need to say it. But just in case, I said it for you. Listen, let me also go ahead and preface that some of you, these takes might piss you off. Some of these Potomac takes, but you're here. So I know you love my raggedy ass opinions, okay? So just enjoy them. We can be pissed off together. We can cuss each other out in the DMs and then we'll go on loving each other the next minute, okay? Robin is drunk boots on the couch talking to herself in the aftermath of Wendy and everybody. (laughs) Mostly Giselle and Robin and Ashley, even though Ashley got the fuck up out of there. Child... The food arrives and they won't even break bread together. The green eyed bandits are used to this though. So, you know, it doesn't affect them at all. But Wendy is breaking all the way down at the cottage in front of Karen crying. Now, you know, we used to seeing Candace crying, but Wendy over here crying. We not used to this child. Wendy feel better, darling, I guess. Child, Candace (laughs) is defending Wendy in the main house. All of this is too much. Robin kind of lets it be known that she's disappointed because she feels like she got thrown under the bus during this situation and felt like Wendy was attacking her relationship out of her anger towards Giselle. Now, let me say, because this is where y'all going to be pissed off at, I 100% agree. I 100% agree. Y'all know I have ridden for Wendy the entire time she's been on this show, but Wendy... Weren't you the one that was doing backflips, somersaults, toe touches, round off back handsprings, back tucks, and everything else when Robin got engaged? Like, wasn't that you in the white hat? You know, the little white fedora, the the, the white uh, 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 dress, jumping up and down, screaming, telling everybody, shh, 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 wait, 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 and screaming and everything. That was you, wasn't it? Then suddenly you start hanging out with Karen and the relationship is fake, child. See, that's what I hated most about this altercation. Like, be mad at Giselle and Ashley if you want to because they mentioned this on camera and you wouldn't have wanted it, you know, put out there. I get it, okay? Whatever, you know, that's that's something that I feel is valid. You could argue that. You didn't want this brought up on camera. They brought it up on camera. That's going to happen on reality TV, though, but whether I feel like it's going to happen on reality TV is inconsequential because it really hurt her. So I am deferring to Wendy in that regard. But Juan and Robin are always collateral when people get mad in Potomac. See, y'all going to get... Listen, y'all going to get off my mom and daddy, okay? Y'all going to get off of my mom and daddy. Juan... Don't let them do this to you. Don't let them do this to you. You know, Juan be ready to fight anyway, but child, don't swing on these ladies. Now, I know I just lightweight drag Wendy to hell, (laughs) but my favorite thing about Wendy is Wendy, the political correspondent. Whenever I catch her on my TV, I just smile from ear to ear because she just effortlessly informs people and drags them to hell all in the same breath. I love to see it. I love seeing her do that on this episode. 
Giselle was in that damn swimming pool for hours. Like she was practicing for the Tokyo Olympics. And she tells the ladies, I believe it was a scholar and Mia, maybe that Ashley started all of that. And then dipped <laughs> when Robin joins them. And then they discuss, you know, Wendy's previous night. Uh, I don't even know what I want to call them. The, the, the diatribe that happened. I don't know. Wendy, you know, she, uh, she, she mentions that it's hilarious that, you know, the exact same stuff that I said. Did that make sense? <laughs> Robin pretty much says all the same stuff that I said earlier in this episode. She said Wendy was the most excited about her engagement party, but takes all types of shots at her relationship when she gets mad. Wendy joins them. Robin pays her dust. Giselle says she wants to talk to Wendy whenever she's ready. Wendy pays her dust. There's just a whole a whole dust cycle or tornado of dust, if you will. Side note, I love that Mia is always being honest and open no matter what it's about. She talked about her first pregnancy, how it was a C-section, the baby was breached, her husband, her first husband, not Gordon or G or whatever we call him, he wasn't there. He was at the club when she finally, when the man finally showed up to the damn hospital, he brought either an Xbox or a PlayStation to hook up and play with. Sir, your wife said she was damn near clinging to life and you so damn focused on whether you can call the duty that you ain't even paying no damn attention. Let me tell you something. You need to focus on her so she'll let you call the booty in the future, okay? <laughs> That's why y'all divorced now, because you up there calling the duty when you should have been calling the booty. Shit. I'm going to put that on the shirt. Call the booty so you can call the duty. Something like that. I don't know. It's a working process. Working title. Trademark. Copyright. I love the dance-off between Team Twerk a lot and Team Nubian Queens, okay? Listen, Candace's song, I don't know why it, it took a while to click with me, but like maybe two weeks ago, Candace's song is a bop, okay? And y'all won't tell me otherwise, okay? It's a bop, okay? Those dance moves, uh, oof. Candace, you might want to hire some professionals or go over there to the Encore and get uh, Keeley and the Cherish Twins and Shamari. They'll put on some uh, some too tight-ass leather and they'll do what you need to do. They'll be your backup because Karen and Giselle, woo, they they were kind of tired, okay? Them them dance moves, they, they weren't doing what they needed to head did, okay? If I have someone, if I got to pick somebody, I guess, it would be Robin because she was shaking ass in a, uh, a P. Diddy music video back in the day. Come on, Robin. See, now, I don't know what music video it was. It probably wasn't Shake a Tail Feather. Now, that would not have a lot of faith in it. It probably wasn't Shake a Tail Feather, but, you know, maybe it was, you know, at least something from the, I don't know, maybe the Diddy Dirty Money era. You know, something like that. Uh, loving you no more. I just, I can't, I, well, I don't know why you'd be in a hot tub for that, though. So, they look like they was in a hot tub in that video. Robin, oh, you nasty. <laughs> I don't know what song it was, but, child, I'm going to do a little research, and I'm going to report back to y'all next week, okay? Karen is sworn in as the ambassador of Surrey County, child, wherever that's at, and brings along Mia and Wendy. During their speech, Karen and Ray ghetto asses announced that she is expanding LaDom fragrance 
into candles. Now, why they thought this would be the appropriate time to mention this, I don't know. But hey, to each his own, I guess. Child, Wendy was in the audience like, uh, you didn't mention that earlier when I told you about my candles. Child, you know, of course, Karen just had to, you know, she's going to come up with an excuse. Them producers asked her, why didn't you tell Wendy back then? Karen said, well, look, my shit is three-wick, so it's going to fill up the whole room. See, I can't with y'all. I'm coming out with my own candle line. It's going to be a, a four-wick, and I'm going to call it Lacan. <laughs> How about that? L-A space, uh, curse of K-E-N. How about that? Ew. When they uh, cut to the other ladies, they discuss the upcoming dinner after they play a game of tennis. Child, Robin and Giselle talk about the night before and how Wendy roped Robin into their beef and how awkward it was. And Robin lets it be known that she really ain't fucking with Wendy right now. She knows that she ain't inviting Wendy to shit. She ain't inviting her to a bridal shower. She ain't inviting her to a wedding. She ain't inviting her to a Marvel movie at IMAX. She ain't inviting her ass to NTO thing, okay? Mia lies <laughs> like Mia do sometimes and tells them people that Giselle called Wendy a weak ass bitch. See, I forgot the exact line, but they did replay it and she definitely didn't say that. <laughs> Once we're at the actual dinner, they all sit back down. Juan calls Robin and she, of course, picks up the phone on speaker and she says, Oh, hi, my non-existent partner. See, she was being petty boots. I kind of love that, though. But every, let me tell you something. Everybody in, a, in this whole episode needed their parents to come in and give them a damn spanking. This episode was a mess. Like, it was a whole mess. She was being petty boots. She finally just, you know, after that call of being petty and Wendy not saying anything, she finally asked Wendy directly. And she says, so... Are you just not talking to Giselle or are you giving me the silent treatment too? Wendy says, that's a great question. And she basically offers her a very baseline apology. She gives her like a typical housewives. Well, if you feel like I, or I'm sorry that you think, or, you know, one of them kind of apologies, one of them, uh, them Nene leaks ass apologies. She gave her one of those child. They go back and forth. Back and forth, back and forth. And then, you know, Robin expresses basically everything that I've said in this episode. And Wendy ultimately, like, what feels like sincerely apologizes, I think. Maybe I'm misremembering. I don't know. Well, they seem to move forward. But then Mia, Mia was like, wait, wait, uh uh-uh. We ain't done knucking and bucking and ready to fight. We We ain't done yet. She said, what about Giselle calling you a weak-ass, trick-ass, hoe-ass bitch? And everybody's like, wait, what? (laughs) Child, once again, Candace is a voice of reason this season. How the hell this happened, I don't know. But she has has to reassure everybody that Giselle never said that about Wendy. Like, never. And that Mia is basically pulling it out of her ass. Wendy takes the time to make a speech and it kind of confused me, especially since Karen was co-signing her when Wendy didn't really do a lot in this speech. I don't know. That's just, that's how I'm feeling. Wendy talked about her marriage being like all the validation she needs and everybody just kind of like, girl, what? Like, wait, what are we talking about? 
I'll be honest. When this Eddie story broke, like, on the internet, I feel like it only really broke with one outlet at first. Because, I, you know, I think we all kind of feel like that outlet started the rumors. I don't know. But it only really broke with one source. And it wasn't until, like, a few folks started really kind of talking about it that it became a thing for all of, like, two days. And then, of course, you know, we all have short memories. It went away immediately. Then that's when all of the pictures started coming out of you know, Wendy with the new clothes and the hun Eddie out shopping. He spoiled her for a birthday, all kinds of Chanel and Gucci's and uh, Emilio Pucci's, you know, all of that kind of stuff, just spoiling her, spoiling her, riding. I, no one believed it. No, well, I'm not, not that, but no one believed the Eddie cheating story. Like nobody believed it. And that's what Giselle and Ashley were both trying to say. Though I get why Wendy was mad. Like, if you're mad about, you know, you feel like you're being unfairly targeted, then I get that. If you're mad that your family's being pulled into something, I get it. But this speech made zero sense to me. Wendy comes across, it's kind of rehearsed this season a lot. And I hate that because Wendy is so, so, so smart. And I know she could read somebody on a dime or whatever she wants to do. Like, but it's, it's coming across very rehearsed. The moment between her and Giselle felt very real last episode. It felt very off the cuff. It felt like she wanted to get Giselle the fuck together and get her up off her back. And she didn't have a warning about this. And she just went the fuck off. That kind of felt much more real. That's the Wendy I like to see. This moment with this whole, that's all the validation I need speech, it felt very, how do I say, Karen Huger prepared. That That's what it, that's what it was giving me. It was giving me my marriage is an institution vibes. Like if y'all are day one Potomac Housewives fans, then you, you know that reference. That's kind of what it was giving me. I don't know. I'm going to have to. I'm going to be looking into this. I'm going to be looking at these scenes extra hard to see if Wendy is getting counsel from Karen or what's going on. Because, you know, now, child, the fans have always been just, uh, you know, oh, Karen this, Karen that, Karen this, Karen that. I'm a Karen. You a Karen. We all Karen. Ice cream. Just the whole time. So now they're going up for Wendy, 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 Wendy. When a couple weeks ago they were like, Zen, Wendy, shut up. Zen, Wendy, shut up. It's very confusing. But you know what? I'm here to wade these troubling waters with you all. Hey, have you guys checked out The Dip? It's the site that allows you to read articles about some of your favorite shows written by experts and fans focused on depth, not on clicks. Their personalized subscription site allows you to follow high quality coverage surrounding the shows that you love and the shows you love only. I just got done reading an article about WandaVision, you know, one of my favorite MCU projects, and it said the only logical follow-up is Howard the Duck. It's insane. I mean, I love it. Check out the link in my podcast episode description. Click around on some of those articles and sign up for the dip today. Oh, Lord. Thank y'all for coming to my TED Talk about why Dorit Kimsley has been miseducated. And I'm glad y'all gave me the floor to wrap her ass up like a Christmas gift. 
It's not July, but it felt like Christmas in July. I needed to get some things off my chest. I feel like I've watched this one Beverly Hills episode about 20 times. Whew. I just, this a mess. I'm glad we're moving on from Dorit next week and we're getting back to the, back to the, 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 the Erica Jane of it all. Because I need to know how these lies are unfolding. I'll be back once again. Of course, you know, I dropped two episodes a week, but I'll be back, you know, with a, a Marvel themed episode. I didn't get to talk about what if last week, if you haven't checked out my episode with Anthony uh, Molinari, who is a stunt guy, he's an actor. He works for Marvel, DC, a host of other movies. The man is amazing. If you haven't checked out that interview, what are you waiting for? Go listen to it right now. It's everything. He answered my questions. He answered your questions. It's the bomb. Y'all, that's all I got. I ain't got another second in me. And you know what? I'll see ya. Oh, wow. You sat through that entire episode? Well, aren't you special? You deserve a treat. Why don't you head on over to Apple Podcasts or Stitcher or Podchaser or CastBox and leave me a five-star rating and review for free. Need to contact me? Email me at realitycomics2 at gmail.com. Make sure you follow me on Instagram for hilarious memes and up-to-date information about the podcast. That's at realitycomics2, T-O-O. This is Kendrick, and I'll see ya. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is, so they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready.